And welcome to the Friday, February 9th, 2007 edition of your favorite and ours, The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is three-fifths of the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Greetings. Managing editor Adam Smith. Hi, actually only three-fifths of Adam Smith. Oh, okay. And web content producer, Jesse Carey. Hello, all. Special podcast today. We have a live in-studio performance from or by Gasoline Hart, who's on Mono vs. Stereo. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happened yesterday, so we can tell you it's really good. It yeah. is really good. <laughs> it's very good. I feel like uh, I've seen uh, Lewis live a bunch of times with several of his different bands. Dear Ephesus, The Kick, uh-huh. now Gasoline Heart. And he definitely excels as a live performer. He puts on a show. Yeah, he's a showman. Are they local? Um, yeah, I mean, Lewis lives next door to me. So <laughs> That's really local. Above, above Seven Mary Three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very local. At, at, the, at but, the rock compound where yeah, Adam really. lives. Right, but I mean, the they're on mono, mono versus stereo. Didn't so. uh, John Ralston... Um, yeah, he lived in my apartment. Yeah, he's... He's a artist on Vagrant Records, mm. Chris Carabas protege, sort of. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any other ones that you can throw into the list? Well, I mean, there's some uh, some local folks. You <laughs> That's know. true. I, I think it's going to be one of those apartment buildings that years from now, VH1 will do a storytellers, <laughs> and it'll just be about that apartment and all the people that have lived there. And, and a music journalist lived there. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. well, yeah. obviously, they'll be talking about, you know, Pulitzer Prize-winning author. I, I could Adam see it like, like some sort of, uh, you know, great book turned into a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. 430 West New England, I would watch that movie. Yeah. You know, it's sort of a, uh, a rundown of rock history. <laughs> I smell movie poster. Um, yeah, Prince lives, uh, <laughs> lives in the apartment down and to the left of me. What didn't um, Willie Nelson also uh, have a little have a little place there? Yeah, well, he uh, I'm subletting his place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Donnie and Marie, I think, <laughs> live across the street. The whole gang, the whole. <laughs> it's actually it's called Rock and Roll Heaven, is oh. what it's called. All right. Well, on that note, I will have a horrible segue into the movie releases. All right, so coming out in theaters tonight, February 9th, we have Hannibal Rising. Again. This is what? Number five? Number four? I've Not, lost count. I haven't yeah. seen any of them, so I don't know. And also, you know, it's only two releases this week, but, you know, when you have something of this caliber, <laughs> oh, you, you really can't put anything else up against it. Uh, coming out tonight, Norbit, starring oh. Eddie Murphy. Wow. And Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to garner Eddie Murphy his second Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I love it that he followed Dreamgirls with Norbit. You know? I think he probably felt like he could. Yeah. Did he He's really like, get an Oscar nomination yeah, for Yeah, for, for Best Supporting yeah. Really? He was hardly in the movie. Well, he got I, it. I remember uh, last year, a guy that was in one scene of History of Violence got Best Supporting Actra. It was... Did you see... Did anyone see uh, History uh, of Violence? No. It was... Yeah. Uh, yes. 
the the mafia brother in the oh, last yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, William Hurt. Yeah, he got a best supporting. Actor he wasn't even good in for it. like three minutes of screen time. Yeah, he honestly wasn't even very good. Has anyone seen Dreamgirls? No. no. Okay, I uh, my brother and I were in New York and 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 we had seen all the movies out and so we're like, well. All right, we'll see Dreamgirls. I hear, I hear there's Oscar buzz. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're two guys living it up on the town. Let's see Dreamgirls. <laughs> listen, listen. The, the theater was across the street from our hotel. It was just a spur of the moment midnight movie. And yes, it was completely awkward. I, 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 Oscar buzz. I want to be educated on the Oscar situation. Yeah. So I wanted to see what all the talk was about. So we get in there, and about five, ten minutes into it, when there's a lot of singing, I'm thinking, oh, yeah. This is a musical. <laughs> like I forgot, and I and I actually had to tell my brother, like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is a musical." Because <laughs> he and I were like, "Why is there so many songs?" <laughs> yeah, right at the beginning. But it was mainly performance songs, mm-hmm. like like concert yeah. type stuff at the beginning, and then they started to sing like dialogue and stuff later oh. in the movie and stuff and whatever. And you could hear like this packed theater like the crowd was like kind of restless yeah and then like there was this really tense moment where like you know they were changing out the lead singer and they were telling her whatever and and the girl who's getting booted like basically all of a sudden she just they're all talking and yelling and whatever and then she just busts out in a song and whatever and this (laughs) girl about two rows back just goes what's up with all the singing (laughs) and then this guy's like it's a musical. And then like people start cussing and like they're like angry. Like yeah, that we movie? all Yeah, that we all got tricked into singing a musical. Yeah. No like one wants Seinfeld to be fooled scene. into that. Yeah. It was it was awful. See? And so now that we're really uncomfortable, we're two dudes in a theater full of people who are angry that they're yeah. stuck in a musical. Like, yeah. Yeah. But See, it's very uncomfortable. I, I, I know not that. very good. It I, was not very good. Well, it, it didn't get a best picture or best director. Well, so. it wasn't very good. I see, and I know musicals are really like an esteemed form of cinema and you know what? theater. Theater, <laughs> maybe. But I find them incredibly boring and incredibly dumb. Even though I know that they're supposedly really good, I'm serious. Like, they go I watch into them, Tim Allen Hall. I'm, I'm like, you know, you're dead to me, Wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> musicals. Although you're dead to me, Wall. I won't watch them. They're boring to me. What if there was a musical with Cal Penn and Tim Allen headlining it? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Special guest appearance by Carrot Top. <laughs> Pulls out some props. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll do it for uh, movies coming out. Coming out in stores. CDs coming out in stores on Tuesday the 13th. Uh, we have Sophie Lux with Waking the Mystics. And the label is called Zarathustra. Everything is weird about that. The artist name, the album name, and the label. A lot of the albums that are Hindu. That's what I think. A lot of the albums that are coming out this week are really kind of under the radar indie, sort of experimental, but they're all pretty cool. Wasn't that that ripoff of Jumanji in (laughs) space? (laughs) A sunny day in Glasgow is coming out with Scribble Mural Comic Journal. (laughs) I'm I'm not enough. (laughs) N o t e n u f. Not enough. I like that. Uh, bear Colony. <laughs> there, I, there must be Colbert fans because their slogan is guns don't kill people, bears kill people. <laughs> bear Colony is coming out with We Came Here to Die. I wonder if that's a reference to the Grizzly Man guy. <laughs> oh, it's Bear I mean, it's kind of a, a, it's kind of a stretch, but sure. Bear Colony, We Came Here yeah. to Die. He went yeah. up there and he said, I know I'm going to die up here. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. That one. I'm going to say it is. Story. Uh huh. Did he die? Yeah, he was oh, killed yeah. by a yeah. bear. By bears. 
Very sad story, but there's only so it, long Not Grizzly Adams. Not Grizzly right. Adams. The Grizzly Man. The Grizzly Man. Did, did you know the they're making that into a... Did have a beard? Not, not the Country Bear James. He was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know they're making that into a musical? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then lastly, we have Michael Olsen coming out with Where Fear and Faith Collide on Rocket Town. So that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Coming up next, Slices. When he said, John, go do my will, go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. You're listening to Johnny Cash with the song, God's Gonna Cut You Down. We added that to Relevant TV this week uh, because of Kara's story about Sean Michelle. Right? All right. And uh, like he's, to hear that. he's saying that on American Idol. So got us good looking. We went and looked and we found the video and we added it. Cool. And just about every star in Hollywood is in there. I mean, Most Owen Wilson, them, yeah. Kanye, Bono, Sheryl Crow. Yeah. You know, they filmed, that, they filmed that in my neighborhood. So no one would have oh, okay. to. They just, they, just went, they just went door to door. Yeah. Um, also, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Love Drug with Ghost by Your Side, uh, also now playing over scary. at Relevant Relevant.tv. That would be kind of scary. Yeah. Actually. Have you gone ghost hunting recently? Yeah. We went uh, on last Friday. I actually I actually yeah. accompanied them. After Houston's? <laughs> yeah. After, 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 after a belly putting, full yeah, of burgers. Red meat. <laughs> After um, eating like half a pound of greasy red meat. And now I've heard a lot of, of Adam's ghost hunting stories, and I'll be the first to admit I was a skeptic. And let me tell you, after Friday night, I am even more of a skeptic. Yeah. yeah. I, I go on these little hunts. I go on these little hunts to show to everyone, yeah, there's really... No, no, I did. I did actually have fun because it was, it was four of us guys um, doing about three hours of driving for about um, five ten, minutes, ten minutes of actual ghost hunting. Yeah. Wow. In, which Jesse, we in which Jesse did not participate. Okay, here. Quit, all right, let me put this the situation in context real quick. I'll keep it short. Uh, Adam has two locations of historic cemeteries that are su- supposedly crawling with supernatural now, activity. I want to give this caveat that I told them um, <laughs> any information we get from the internet is going to be suspect. And not only may there not be any supernatural activity in these places, the places themselves may not even exist. So we, I warned them of this. So we go we to this website that has these horrific stories of what has happened. And spelling and grammar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened at these, you know, 300-year-old cemeteries that are hid, you know, hidden around the city. And so we, we drive to one, and, and expectations are high. Um, and after driving around the address for about half an hour, we conclude that it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Even really? though Adam but it's has hidden, you said. The cemetery itself is a ghost. Even though Adam has been there before and couldn't find oh. it for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> so we proceed on to location number two. And at this point, we've been in the car for a while. Um, because these aren't just like right around the corner, you know. They're a good 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. away. So we do eventually find the second uh, cemetery location, and we drive by a bunch of times. And the more more than the fear of ghosts is the fear of getting caught for trespassing. Yeah, that's something that could really happen. Because let's face it, we're not in high school anymore. We're all in our twenties, and if you're trespassed at this point, you know it's they're real, not just going to take you home. It's criminal activity. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. It's a, yeah, it's not. I'm going to call your mom. It's what are you grown men doing walking around a cemetery at night? 
So, well, you're looking for ghosts. It's a very yeah, clear yeah. answer. Obviously, officer. Are now, you a ghost? Or am I a ghost? Take the loony bin. Uh, yeah. See, that's how you combat the uh, when an officer comes out to the cemetery at night to check on you is you pretend to be a ghost. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Adam, what was the phrasing that described the cemetery on online? It said that there was a profoundly hostile feeling. Yeah, that that once you once you even got closer, to profoundly hostile feeling. And at first, we we couldn't find this one either. So we parked the car, and me and Adam ended up walking through a couple yards. And it was you know about ten o'clock at night. Yeah. There was a profoundly hostile feeling, but it was probably because we were trespassing on people's front, like through people's yards, yeah, front yard. Um, so we ended up finding the cemetery, but there was no place to park around it without people without having to walk a mile. And so it came down to the four of us putting our names in a hat and two people picking names and their names that were drawn had to go into the cemetery. We, the other guys would drop them off in the truck, wait 10 minutes and then get a phone call and pick them up. And that was when tensions ran high. So two of you never came back. Yeah, I will. We it, it was uh, Adam and Chris Stevens, so we we're hoping that we would just you know me and Kendo. We we thought about just driving away, you know, leaving them to fend for themselves. Yeah. Well, Chris Stevens and I, you know, we we kind of steeled our ourselves, kind of built up our courage. Like, okay, we're going to have to go break into the cemetery, jump over a gate, all this stuff. It's going to be very difficult, and we have to do it quick because there's a busy road right here people could possibly see us so we're gonna have to do some pretty major gymnastics and so we got ready to jump over this gate only to find that it was actually wide open uh and anyone could just go ahead and stroll in and rather than profoundly hostile i would say it was more profoundly uninteresting <laughs> ghost hunting apparently is like fishing you know sometimes you go and get skunked so yeah except fishing occasionally you do catch something because fish exist <laughs> 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 okay, and now with slices, um, here, are those Reese's pieces for the group? Mm-hmm. Okay, and now with slices, here's Kara Davis. Sharon Osborne announced earlier this week that Ozfest is free what? this year. Yeah, yeah. they because nobody was coming otherwise. <laughs> well, she said it's because they got tired of paying all the bands, so the bands will not be paid, but people can get in free. So the cost of operating the festival will be offset by sponsors hmm. so so what's in it for the bands they can sell their merch i guess so. that's yeah. gotta yeah. be the only thing that just exposure exposure yeah mm-hmm. and you know a lot of major label acts the labels would pay for them to be there for the exposure so yeah. the yeah. bands will get paid by the labels yeah, and, a lot and of times merchan- it costs money to get on those tours anyway and merchandise it's true merchandise of those things i mean i know from working the festivals a couple summers ago just at christian festivals there would be Christian artists that would bring in in like two days well over 50 grand. The more popular ones. Oh, what is this? With nuts. Reese's peanut butter with nuts. That's extreme. <laughs> you just got served. I'm working my way up. Well, that's tough to transition from. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I'm not going to try. You can go. And now with my slice. And now with Jesse's slice, here's me. A lawsuit over the use of non-Christian texts that will be used for swearing oaths in in court has been allowed to go forward. Um, and this case has been in the court system for about two years now. And it was brought forward by a Muslim woman who wanted to swear into court using the Koran. And uh, with the help of the American Civil Liberties Union, it's gone forward. And now it's just 
it's just now past the process where it's going to go to the next level. So they say, it, it, you know, if it keeps going forward, then it could be a law that people that want to swear in court can use other religious texts. Um, not swearing swear court. <laughs> oh, yeah, swearing in. Good sworn in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I always have felt like, you know, America is a land of religious freedom. Mm-hmm. And on our bills, it says, in God we trust. And, you know, uh, obviously, the, our officials are sworn in with their hand on the Bible. And there's some other things, too, that I'm blanking on that are very Christian. Mm-hmm. That and, and I've just always been surprised that the ACLU has not made a bigger deal about them. Yeah. I'm surprised there isn't a push to take in God we trust off of the money. You know, I'm honestly surprised. Yeah. Well, there uh, there's actually an atheist that sued to have that happen. It, it hasn't really gone anywhere. Oh, and uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, One Nation Under God, yeah. Indivisible. You know, and now that had a little brouhaha two years ago, and it got, like, shut down. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, I hey, I'm a Christian, I'm fine with it, but I mean, I'm, if I'm a Muslim or if I'm a... I'm surprised that there hasn't been more stink about these things that have kind of woven themselves yeah. into the American I mean, fabric. I'm sure there are, but it doesn't seem like there's any really largely organized, powerful force behind. Yeah, but the ACLU's it. been the ones yeah. who like targeted prayer in schools and to, you know yeah, all all down the list. I'm surprised the ACLU hasn't civil liberties under that under that banner saying that you know separation of church and state. I'm sur- I'm just surprised the ACLU has not made it a case because yeah. they have historically done that. I was listening to a really interesting uh, story on This American Life, which is a NPR show, and they talked. I like Ira. Yeah, hi, Ira Glass. This week, <laughs> This American Life, three stories, <laughs> one theme, Chicago Public Radio International, and they talked about how in the Supreme Court building there there are all these statues that line one of the halls, and they're historic figures of justice. And you know, Islam has a rule that any kind of depiction of the prophet Muhammad is is blasphemous. It doesn't matter what the depiction is. It's in the Quran that he should not be depicted in any way. And you remember the big stink when people made those political cartoons and they were like bombing the Dutch embassy and because they came out of uh, you know they came out of Europe and they were boycotting products because these cartoons had per- depicted Muhammad. Well, within the in the Supreme Court they have all these statues. One of them is Moses with the Ten Commandments, and one of them is the Prophet Muhammad with a Quran in one hand and a sword in the other. Wow. And they were saying that, you know, th- that's blasphemous to, to Muslims. And so they petitioned the Supreme Court to take that statue down. And the Supreme Court basically said, no, it's part of, it's part of the uh, building. It's part of our history that was built here. And so we'll put a little thing, we'll put a little piece of metal under it that says... Um, you know, this is a blasphemous. Yeah, th- this is in historical context, and this is probably not what Muhammad looked like. And basically, that's it. But I mean, if you look, if you look at, at the standard that the ACL used using with a swearing in an oath thing, there's tons of little things in American history and part of the even just like American government, like you said, like the dollar bill. That you know, where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, draw the line between honoring our legacy and our past, and then also being honoring. politically correct. Yeah, and for honor, today. even honoring one religion over the other. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. So, um, already, there's uh, there's backlash over Super Bowl related stuff. Um, <laughs> Snickers, are you going to yeah. say Snickers? Well, a couple things. Um, first of all, Prince's halftime show. I heard um, there has been some backlash. Some groups saying that it was obscene that the uh the part with the the sheet 
uh, where you only see Prince's silhouette and he's playing the guitar, that it was intentionally phallic. But did, I mean, did you see the response, though? I mean, from from the producers and all yeah, that? Yeah, they're just, kind of like... They're you know, poo-pooing it. They're yeah, just like, a- it's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's a stretch of your imagination. Well, when we were watching it, all of us were saying, that is on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were. It was like an Austin Powers thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tights, yeah. In tights. Uh, uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh, where there's, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm because they, they go through yeah. like 15 rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like... Nobody noticed. Yeah, well, exactly. But, you know, I could see Prince like during the rehearsals doing it straight and then like knowing that right. during the show he's going to turn sideways. But they could to a different shot. You know, they got a million cameras out yeah. there. Here's know? the thing. It's Prince. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's just going to happen. One of the best halftime shows I've it ever seen. It was a great halftime oh, he show. He rocked it. And it I was w- great. I was doubting beforehand. I was like, Prince? How do you What's doubt Prince? Lately? When he was doing Royal Bob Dylan, Badness? and I mean, that was, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It, was it was incredible. Amazing. And then he was singing Purple Rain in the rain. In the rain. Yeah. It was it was like, okay, this is going to go down. And like, it's very, very infrequently that you're watching something and you're aware that this is okay, going history. to go down and be remembered 10, 20 years from now. Yeah. And then you're watching it. It happen. is literally the only good Super Bowl halftime show I've ever seen. It's true. Yeah, ever. Be, because I was worried that it was going to be, you know, Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones, they're legends. I'm not saying they weren't great in their time, but their time is sort of past. Sure. And now it's it's almost embarrassing to watch them sure. play at halftime. And I was afraid that was going to be the thing with Prince, but he proved me wrong. Well, the fact that he he did it live and it wasn't lip synced or anything yeah. like that, that yeah. to me was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Prince's time will never be past, <laughs> by the way. Once again, I mean, the guy, look him. He looks like he's 20 and he's 48. I mean, obviously, there's been some massive cosmetic surgery that's made that happen for him. But 48 inches tall? (laughs) Yes, and years old. Oh, wow. It's Um, his golden birthday. (laughs) I think think that's like your bronze birthday. Oh, okay. Your height in inches. So when I turn 74, I guess, um, that'll be my bronze birthday. At any rate... You're (laughs) 6'8"? You might not be able to tell from Adam's staff pictures, but... (laughs) Um, and of course, yes, there has indeed been backlash over the Snickers ad, which, uh, I mean, I thought was fairly innocent. I mean, it's a little out there, but it was uh, funny. They're saying there have been groups that say it actually encourages violence against homosexuals. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's, uh, a man is eating a Snickers. There are two mechanics are working on a car and he has a Snickers bar in his mouth hanging out and the other mechanic just gets enraptured by the Snickers and finds himself being drawn to it and ends up biting it as well. And it turns into a, a uh, like the, the noodle the lady in the tramp yeah. sort of thing. And they're just eating, eating, eating. And then they realize that they almost kissed. And they jump back and they're like, oh, oh, quick, do something manly. And they rip their shirts open and rip out their chest hair. Yeah. And like, oh, just to feel like a man again. And so they're upset because they're implying that you're a sissy or you're a girl if you're gay. Well, Which the, I don't think, see, here's well, the thing. Well, here, hang on, the, that's not the, the end of the controversy, You're a girl though. if you're gay? Girly, <laughs> not manly. Yeah. The, the controversy comes from, they had Snickers online. Uh, you could vote for an alternate ending of that commercial that would be played at the Daytona 500. And so they were saying that the one that aired at the Super Bowl made the guys look like Neanderthals, and so it was okay because those guys are just big, dumb guys ripping out chest hair. But the other ones, the ones that you could vote on, was the guy who was like, do something manly, and he takes a monkey wrench and cracks the guy over the head Ooh. that... Uh, 
<laughs> you know, kissed, kissed him. him. Wow. Or one of them, like, he slams his head in the hood, and the other one, the guy's like, oh, no, and drinks antifreeze. And they're like, so oh. you're saying that being gay is so bad that you have to drink antifreeze and kill yourself. <laughs> That's wow. terrible. See, now, wow. I, I, the thing is, I don't think it's implying anything about homosexuality. It's, it's not making a value judgment. It's saying two heterosexual guys don't want to kiss each other. Right. You know? Well, it, and, and Snickers, too, the, the parent company, the spokesman said, like, you know, it, this, we tested it with our target consumer and it tested very, very highly. And we're sorry if anybody was offended, but you can't please all the people all the time. Oh, they did yeah. pull that. And then they pulled, they pulled it. it. So as they're pulling it, they're saying, well, we stand by it. What? Man up, Snickers. <laughs> yeah, do something manly yeah. and quick. <laughs> Pull out some chest hair, drink some antifreeze or something. Yeah. Now, the other endings I will grant are a little extreme. A little. But, but the one they I showed was funny. Right. And yeah. I don't think it was trying to imply anything about homosexuality at all. Yeah. I think it was implying very accurately that heterosexual guys don't want to That's, kiss each other. Yeah. The, the other one I heard some controversy over was the Carlos Mencia Budweiser commercial where he's like teaching some sort of class right, on yeah. American culture. To it's these, an English speaking yeah. class. Yeah, but all the people in the classroom are pretty stereotypical yeah. foreigners. And it's like, it's very over the top. Like, wow, that really is making fun of someone. Yeah. You now, know. my main, the main reason I was offended by that <laughs> was, was that Mencia. it wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. And Carlos Mencia isn't funny. Um, so that's offensive to me as a fan of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> He but was he he was named on a list of in the top it, ten. It offends you as a Jewish person. No, it, <laughs> it offends me as a comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was on the list of the top ten unfunniest comics ever, and he's been accused of like ripping. He got sued by George Lopez for stealing material. No, if way. you're yeah. stealing material from George Lopez, hey, there's nothing wrong with George Lopez. He makes me laugh sometimes. Okay. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> he's no Kevin James, but. <laughs> Who else was on that list? I'm assuming Jim Brewer. <laughs> um, I think that's... The Sheep Boy. A, the Jim Brewer assumption. Sheep or Goat Boy was funny. I don't... That. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think Jim Brewer's ever even done anything accidentally funny. <laughs> yeah, that, guy, that was kind of funny. No, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the hammer down. But see, Jim Brewer and Mencia are the same because they both have one joke and then they just keep... Yeah, doing one, the one joke. Yeah, one. Is, Mencia is racial Mexican humor. Right. That's his and, and one I'm joke. In your face, stoner offensive. humor. Yeah. yeah, stoner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One joke. So. Not funny. Well, that'll do it. On that note, that'll do it for slices. Up next, two things: a performance by Gasoline Heart and an interview with Gasoline Heart. Ooh. Two things, same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so stay tuned. Uh, this song is called It's called Paralyzed It's off our record I'm in a band called Gasoline Heart I 
snores now Are you dead or asleep? Either way you're worthless to me now Someone wake up That someone should be me I'm so tired of losing I'm so tired of everything Pack your bags, hit your ride Cause the moon can't add tonight Where we go, where we been I'm ready to leave town again I'm not going nowhere Take me as I am But I'm better off by your side Some thoughts paralyze me Look up, baby, I'm off your knees Pack your bags, hit your ride Cause the moon can't add tonight Where we go, where we been I'm ready to leave town again Yeah song uh i wrote that was one of the last songs that i wrote for the record that we put out this uh last summer and uh aaron marsh from copeland he was writing songs with this girl anna becker who was my roommate and they were writing songs uh in uh in her room when we lived together and uh they were writing songs and i remember i was like real jealous because i 
I produced this girl Anna's record, and I and and I felt like my territory was getting like a little. Even though Aaron and I are really good friends, but they were writing songs. I'm like, oh, writing songs without me, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm leaving playing music with you, and and that's that's where the chorus kind of came came in for that song. It was out of jealousy f- over Aaron Marsh. <laughs> jealousy over Aaron Marsh. Hey, he's got better hair and better shoes than me. So <laughs> that's where the chorus came from. But I just remember that this song is a song that'll be on the next record, and it's going to come out February '08. This is going to be the first song off of that record. It's just a little ditty, and I think. Uh, it's a good one. So, it's called The Kings of New England. So. Yep. Good friend Mike Dunn stole this song title for his band name, Jerk. <laughs> but I stole his guitar. Uh, all right. We got two pretty girls and a bottle of booze. Life on our hands and no time to lose. We got bad jokes and good conversation. Talk about Jesus on the radio station. Old stories told ain't nothing new. Dancing downtown until a quarter to two You stay out late cause you ain't got no home And if you leave early then you leave alone Who is God and why do you care If I ever been kissed and just disappeared I laugh out loud that way I'm never alone I can't keep her attention the one I love the most, I'm the king. Oh, I'm the king. Oh, I'm the king. The king of New England. Oh, where's my queen? Oh, there's my queen. Sometimes I wonder if I'm a queen The queen of New England This song's called Move Along She says no need to worry If he's ever upset with God He said who are you to ask these things I said but asking doesn't mean I'm wrong So is the life at the bottom 
So here's to life at the top. Here's to the life that starts running in the end. You just can't stop. Move along. Don't say a word. Keep your hands to yourself, pretty girl. No need to argue or disagree. But when your heart's broken, I'm the one you see, yeah. To argue or disagree, but when your heart's broken, I'm the one you see. Move along, don't say a word. Keep your hands to yourself, pretty girl. No need to argue or disagree, but when your heart's broken, I'm the one you see. Move along, don't say. You listen to Jarvis Cocker. The song is Don't Let Him Waste Your Time. And uh, prior to Gasoline Heart, you heard Prince with Purple Rain. As a little uh, homage to to the rain. Okay, so the feedback that we had, or the feedback that we asked you for, was kind of a role reversal, because we're into that. We asked you to ask us uh, whatever questions were on your mind. And we have a few here, and I will read... Let's take the first caller. Read some of them <laughs> and uh, pose, pose the questions line. to the team here so by the way jen castro wrote in um i think she's the granddaughter of fidel she um <laughs> she she wrote in sure. and said that she went over to itunes and posted a comment about the mm. the podcast oh, way to go she's the one i appreciate <laughs> that no a lot of good good things were said it's very encouraging and we are the top featured uh podcast in the category but a new thing that we asked people to do this week was over at dig.com d-i-g-g.com you can kind of rate and help other people know about podcasts that, that you like and the relevant podcast is on there and if you go to the podcast section of dig.com and click on religion uh, we're there and you can dig us you can leave comments and rate the podcast for other people who peruse the site to find out about kind of the best podcasts out there now if each one of you actually did that that would actually literally put us in like the top 10 of dig.com of yeah. dig.com like, not just the religion not category just, right all of it well 
well, so, if like two hundred people went over and did it, we'd be number one in the religious section. Right. But I want to. I want to be number one. Period. Number one podcast in the world. No, and we could be if each of you went over there. That's true. If we had twenty thousand digs, we mm-hmm. would be. We'd be. Yeah. We'd be at least in the top ten. That's hey. Let's do it. So that's that, that is, is your mission. No, that's what I'm going to do all weekend. I'm just going to be signing up as <laughs> new accounts and digging the podcast <laughs> yeah. twenty thousand times. Fred had two questions. He wants to know what everyone's favorite cereal is. I, I noticed a lot of these are like personal questions, yeah. and then there's some issue questions. But we'll do the personal ones first. Everyone's favorite cereal. Uh, this is Kara. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, my cereal tastes change. Like I, I like to shake it up, but right now it's Fruity Pebbles. Mm. Oh, I don't eat cereal. I I eat granola bars and waffles. So mm. I'd have to say no cereal. Frosted mini wheats for me. When I can get my hands on cereal, um, <laughs> I I like Cap and Crunch. Um, it cuts the roof of your mouth. I know, but <laughs> it's it's worth it. And I mean original Cap and Crunch, not even peanut butter crunch. I love peanut butter crunch, but Cap and Crunch is mm-hmm. the best. Nick wow. Becker from Astoria, New York, wants to know why the podcast is only on Fridays. <laughs> That's an odd question. Why don't we do it every day? Well, oh. it takes um, us all week to do the one that comes out on Friday. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. We're not just a podcast. There's a magazine, too. <laughs> um, you should check it out sometime. Yeah, we have, it's a pretty we have, decent magazine. We have revenue-generating <laughs> ventures that we also do <laughs> to stay in business. Although we have thought about taping our editorial meetings and... That would actually be far more entertaining than the podcast itself. <laughs> Probably. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> people get a sneak peek months in advance about yeah. what's coming out. And they'd hear Jesse cry quite often. And <laughs> <laughs> storm out. I hate you guys. I'm never coming back. <laughs> says, it, says it at least once a week. James Smoker. Yeah, that's my, my real last name. That's what I said. Liar. Yeah. All right. I, he says these questions would be directed towards Cameron, I suppose, because uh, he's heard that it, he's the man in charge over there. Uh, I have two questions for you. They relate to the attached pictures, which doesn't do good on audio podcasts, but I'll show them to you. He says, you see, I was one of the listeners who subscribed to the Trick or Treat offer relevant put out in October. Oh, no. Two questions. One, this is relating to um, picture number one. How in the world does relevant get sent a copy of Gene Autry singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and other Christmas classics? Wow. Do you guys, we're very lucky. Do you guys actually get sent this stuff as preview material, or do you really have enemies who dislike you that much? Wow. Oh, wow. We really Gene get... Autry's awesome. We really do get this type stuff. That was and a treat. If you, if you received any of the... Uh, Th- trick or treats we we signed all of them and after a very short while we started getting bored so we started writing pithy phrases and drawing on them as well um so on the inside cover there's a picture of gene and there's a mouth bubble that says i i heart cameron <laughs> and um and so he says number two did anything come of the love gene Autry apparently has for cameron um <laughs> wow I'm the one who wrote that. So I, I actually started doing that to most of the CDs. So most of the ones I signed, the person pictured uh, has a deep love for me. Okay. Um, Did anything come of it? <laughs> of Gene Autry's love for yeah, me? I mean, are you guys well, we got the like, free album. Oh, I got the album. Yeah. That's it. Are you guys going to hang out sometime or something? <laughs> well, to answer his question, like, I mean, we get all kinds of stuff here. And we just, you know, since we're media, we're in, like, national directories. So people will just include us on these mass mailings that yeah. they have no idea what we do or what we publish and they're just kind of hoping something sticks and I how we lock their product <laughs> do you think like cat fancy gets sent like cds and stuff like this like 
<laughs> they review albums. All right, uh, Adam Adam Hastings from Chester, New Hampshire, wrote in. We have a lot of East Coasters and a lot of foreigners, actually. But I guess if they're listening, they're not foreigners because they're listening in their native land. That's yeah. true. <laughs> We're the foreigners. Yeah. They're listening to a foreign podcast. Anyway, uh, my question is for Kara because I know she's an authority on hardcore music. How do you feel about Christians and hardcore bands and some of the negative connotations that they imply in their music? Uh, for example, Norma Jean's Blueprint for Future Homes video, extremely well done and a face melter, but a little creepy and a bit disturbing. Uh, they, you know, they, uh, the clips are imply death, dying, destruction. Many of their lyrics are also very negative. Da, 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 da. He's a huge fan of hardcore music, but sometimes he doesn't understand why some of the bands find it necessary to be so negative in their lyrics. Uh, Kara, I imagine you're pretty stoked about the new Haste Today and Maylene and the Sons of Disaster records coming out this year. Have a swell day. Adam. Wow. That's my favorite question ever. <laughs> I think that a lot of people equate Christian music with being safe for the little ears. And as we know in the Bible, the Bible's not safe for the little ears or the it's little true. eyes. There's a wow. lot of death and destruction and That's darkness true. and and even negative things. So perhaps Norma Jean and these other bands are just showing a different, you know, side of the redemption story. story. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the apocalypse is constantly a theme in a lot of hardcore music. I mean, you read the book of revelation, you have four horsemen of death coming down from, you know, so I, I know that's also a constant theme as well. And demon hunter, which is hardcore. You'll notice that the, the cover of the album is a demon with a bullet through its head. So he, they killed Take a demon. That. So that's yeah. like T Bone. Remember T, the rapper T Bone? Yeah. He he always did gangsta violence against demons. He's gonna buck them in the head. Yeah, with with like a super like they like got Constantine. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Thayer uh, wanted to write in, and it's not really a question, but he thinks he sh- that we should do a Tyler Clark update. Is he still dueling like real men? You would know, Jesse. Yeah, he's he is actually living in Nashville, working for EMI. Records. He's doing well. Him and his wife are living there. There you go. Uh, Question for Cameron. Ooh. Uh, Chris Pochiba. Oh, I like his name. Uh, Sounds like a cigar. (laughs) A Pochiba? Yeah. I really like the Pochibas. When I was in London, I smuggled back some Pochibas (laughs) from the duty free. Duty. Uh, (laughs) He said duty and Pochiba. All right. Not saying this would happen, but if you were to leave for another job somewhere other than relevant, would relevant continue to keep living on making fantastic magazines or to just die off and we never see it again? Um, That's kind of hard to answer. That's weird. I mean, like you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's kind of hard to answer when you own the company. Yeah. I'll never leave. I mean, it's like I wouldn't leave for another job when you own it. Yeah. 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 So the answer is maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is how did you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In a not applicable. Um, Joel from Canada wrote in said, would you rather live in Canada or a refrigerator? Refrigerator. Refrigerator. I'm going to say Canada because refrigerators are airtight. You would suffocate. <laughs> I'm going to say Canada too, just simply for the yeah. fact that I need more than 24 right. cubic feet to have yeah. a good life. I will say this. If you put some kind of air hole in a refrigerator, that would change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so if the refrigerator is more like a meat locker with an uh, escape hatch yeah. or yeah. air hatch, yeah. like the vault. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Jordan Wagner uh, has two questions, uh, Adam. What is the significance of your tattoo? Which one? I know he's saying know? singular. Which one? How do they know um, about it? He well on the podcast feedback page, you can see a little bit of it. Um, 
I have. Uh, is that when I was napping in the picture? <laughs> yes. yes. He took his shirt off and started posing. When did you get a tattoo? Did I sleep through that too? <laughs> You've slept it was actually through so many significant <laughs> moments in my life. He, he um, had somebody come in while you were napping and tattoo him. I actually Whoa, I and tattooed it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on your back. So I, I'm sorry, I read this wrong. Kara, what is the significance <laughs> of your tattoo? Yeah. Um, okay, to answer your question, I actually have four. Um, the one that you can see. How many did Jesus have? Oh. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. say. I think he had seven. Um, the one you can see on the podcast feedback page is uh, Fran- Ferdinand the Bull, and he's uh, sniffing a flower. It's from the cover of a Spanish children's book. And I got that t- tattoo initially because Elliot Smith had the same tattoo in the same place. And it's kind of come to have some Christ symbolism to me that, you know, Ferdinand is this very powerful uh, figure, but he's still meek and uh, he restrains his power um, because he wants to. You know, he's still a bull. Kind of how I rule the company. Exactly. It's it's become Cameron symbolism for me. (laughs) Whenever Cameron passes Adam, he writes a little bubble outside of Ferdinand. (laughs) I love Cameron. (laughs) So you only asked about the one. That's all you're getting. You'll have to, uh, you'll have to just guess about the other three. Jordan also uh, wants to know what kind of computers we have. Uh, The company has both Mac and PC. Uh, Basically anybody who has to work on the print magazine, editorial design, um, whoever has a Mac and anybody who doesn't have to deal with very large print files has a PC. So primarily uh, web people and support staff. So that's the answer to that. It's not very mm-hmm. compelling. Um, then he says, PS, you guys should make a pod- relevant podcast shirt like with your faces on it. Strange. Cause we, we, we did make one, but I don't, I don't no, know what the no consensus one bought it. Did we really? Did we Aaron Maurer, uh, old designer. Oh yeah. He drew it. Cartoon one. Yeah. That's before I was on. And so probably we could generate some more interest in there. Um, Eric wrote in and said, uh, Jesse, what is the capital of Uzbekistan? Oh, pass. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. I will defer that to Adam. You are Uh, correct. It's pass. B uh, wrote in a question for each of us. Okay, Jesse, for this question, we have to assume that your car is capable of light speed and or interstellar travel. Okay. If you travel at the speed of light and then turn on the headlights, what do you see? Please refrain from answering Elvis, even though we know and acknowledge that Elvis is everywhere. (laughs) Wow, that is such a a mind bender. Um, Luckily, I've been in that situation (laughs) several times, and... uh, I actually, I actually saw the the bull sniffing the lauer, the lauer, the flower. <laughs> Matt <What? laughs> Lauer. It actually melted your face off. I saw, I saw a bull. the light melted your um, face off. A, yeah. bu- a bull is sniffing Matt Lauer. Yeah. yeah. There, <laughs> wow. You know there is a correct answer for that. What is it? And it would be that you would see the headlights because the speed of light is constant, and it's not relative to your motion. So if you're traveling the speed of light, the speed of light is still the speed of light. So some kind of trick question. Right. Mm-hmm. So you would see the headlights because even if you're going the speed of light, the speed of the light is going your speed plus the speed of light. The light from the headlights or the headlights? You would see the light because the speed of light isn't dependent upon how fast you're going. It's always the speed of light. Kristen Nielsen wrote in. She's from Waco, Texas. Um, so she's a Koresh follower, as all people <laughs> in Waco are. Wow. <laughs> Um, David Bono says that's A-OK. She, <laughs> uh, she wants to know, what's the best cup of coffee you've ever had, either taste or company? Mm, I would have to say, there's actually a place here in Orlando that I feel like has the best coffee. It's called Volcano. 
Really? Um, you yeah. like Volcano? I love it. Okay, the best coffee I ever had was at um, Stumptown in Portland. Hmm. Unbelievable coffee. Things. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to say, strangely enough, Mud House in uh, Springfield, Missouri. Best really? coffee I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I made homemade hot chocolate simmer, <laughs> and it was delicious. By homemade, you mean like microwave water and put the packet in Swiss <laughs> Miss? <laughs> no. Uh, Kristen also wants to know, what's your greatest irrational fear? Hers, for instance, is eating too much peanut butter and having her mouth sealed shut. Oh, that'd be horrific. Oh, I honestly don't have one. I don't have like a haunting irrational fear that... I'm a little creeped out by trains. Hmm. They just—they're just creepy to me. Just like say you're laying in bed, it's—it's it's dark and off in the distance. You just hear this train. It sounds so lonely. It's coming and for you. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. See, I think mine would be irrational. I don't think I'll ever be an astronaut. Um, but you know when they float outside the spaceship mm. and they—they they have that little <laughs> lifeline. Yeah. My my fear <laughs> is that I'm out there working on the International Space Station or whatever, a satellite or something. And my lifeline breaks, and I float away. You can't call Regis. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> because how long? Question. That was a good 2001 reference. Thank you very much. Appreciate question: that. How long do I float? Is it days? You know, that's, I don't know. That's, that's your oxygen line. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to know. You would. You would. As much oxygen as in your suit is how yeah. long you would live. That your fear is irrational on a number of levels because <laughs> it presupposes that you get picked to be an astronaut and work on the international space. Well, hey, station. apparently their standards are pretty low. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> hey, nobody died. I know. I'm just My irrational fear is that I'll walk out of a store with something <laughs> like that, that I didn't, didn't buy. That's very rational. Yeah. Okay. Because oh. of your past and shoplifting. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was going to say, Carrie, you do that writer. intentionally a lot. So, <laughs> is it that you're afraid you'll get caught doing it? Well, well, one more is you know how I said I don't eat cereal. I have the fear that I'm going to pour a glass of milk and I'm going to take a sip and it's sour. Like, here's what you do: sniff even, it, even if it's oh, fresh. I don't work. sniff it because <laughs> it always smells. Yeah, it always smells. Yeah, bad. it always smells like gross. And so I'm always. I'm afraid I'm going to pour... We apologize to any dairy farmers out there listening. <laughs> I'm going to pour a big, a big bowl of Fruity Pebbles, take a bite, and just, oh, no. Uh, Sour milk ruined my day. I have the same irrational fear. You could just sniff it. Just saying. No, I, it doesn't work. Would you would know. It smells bad. Sour milk <laughs> smells very different than regular milk. Yeah, but to me, if I'm already thinking this might not be good and I smell it, it's going to smell bad I whether think, it's good or I not. I think the fear developed one time when I smelled bad milk, and it was so... Pungent, yeah. you know, yeah. that I can never just Almost have a glass limony. of milk. Yeah, yeah, I can never have a glass of milk again. Andrew Alward from London, England, across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to know, uh, each of us, how did you come to live in Orlando? <laughs> Gee. <laughs> I would say two-fourths of the room came down for the job. Yep. Karen, Jesse. I grew up here and moved here when I started Relevant because my parents were offering to give me free rent in their office building, and I didn't have any money to rent anywhere, so I moved to Orlando to get a free rent, Yeah, I and actually, you happen to be here. Yeah, I actually don't know how I got here. Um, Move for your wife's job. I, well, I woke up one morning in Orlando <laughs> with no recollection of what had brought me <laughs> to this point compound. in life. Yeah, they, Cameron just kind of discovered me. 
uh, sleeping in the par- parking lot one night. I had no <laughs> recollection. And he thought your tattoo or, was so... Yeah. And it turned out... Elliot he was writing on your tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out I had these crazy editing skills. I was writing I Heart Cameron um, on his arm. Yeah. It was kind of like a really lame version of Born Identity because in, instead of being a super spy, it just turned out I knew AP style. So... <laughs> okay, this one's good. Sarah Bogey. Hey, that's funny. Uh, Sarah Bo- months and months. Sarah Bogey from Bolivar, New York, or Bolivar? Bolivar. This has Bolivar all over. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's not. named after Simone. I'm Bolivar. confirming her name with her email address, and it is Sarah Bogey. Uh, who is your favorite SNL character, all time or current? Mm, who is your favorite question. SNL character? Well, Andy Samberg, as I don't know what his character's name is in a lot of his little digital shorts, um, hip hop Andy Samberg, um, and then I have to say. I don't know, Will Ferrell, I know Adam would probably say this, but Will Ferrell's Ron Burgundy is always good. Or, no, I think I like Will Ferrell's James Lipton. Ron Burgundy was in this. I mean, um, <laughs> Robert, Robert Goulet, Goulet, which they're basically the same character, just with a different mustache. <laughs> um, and I would say Will Ferrell's James Lipton. Kara? Hmm. Anything by Chris Farley? Yeah. yeah. He was funny. My favorite would be Will Ferrell as Harry Carey and yes. Will Ferrell in Dog Show. <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah i'm gonna go with will ferrell as harry carey um or a little throwback the wild and crazy guys dan Aykroyd and steve martin oh wow they're really before time i, I like wayne and different garth. generation I, I love wayne and garth too if, if, true you know. yep. um sarah bogey she's she's just full of good questions so uh what's your favorite tv show that's on the air now i'm gonna say the office yeah 24 I would go with The Office or Extras. Bill Shannon has a very pressing question that I'm glad he brought this up because we need to address it. Bill Shannon writes in and says, The emo beard, still cool or time to buy a razor? Ask Adam. (laughs) Beards have have never and will never go out of style. Now, the, uh, the way you manicure your beard, I think that that's the real question. I think right now the thing to go with is the full beard. And I would say, at all costs, avoid the pudding ring, which would be just the mustache and goatee. Uh, there's possibly pudding nothing <laughs> more outdated and horrible than the pudding ring. So if you have one, you need to go ahead and shave it. Now, I think what what's on its way in, what's going to be awesome, is what I call the Colonel Mustard, which is the mutton chops into the mustache with no chin beard whatsoever. Heck, yes. <laughs> or the Abe Lincoln. The Which Abe Lincoln is, the is okay, but I I find no that the mustache. Abe Lincoln the Abe Lincoln makes you look homeschooled. Um, <laughs> it's true. I do. Know you, look, you look Amish. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the the Colonel Mustard that's a good one. Yeah. Scott Corin from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania says, "I think that's Amish country." Mm-hmm. So no, I wonder how he got a computer. Oh, I bet you he has Abe Lincoln. You're yeah. right. Um, basically, uh, Jesse he he wants to know. If he went back in time and killed his own grandfather, would the universe be destroyed? It's called. Have the you bu- developed a time machine? <laughs> yeah. Can we I, see it? It's very imperative that I know how serious you are right now, <laughs> because the answer is yes. As you know, there is. Uh, I don't think the universe would be destroyed. I think his family line would be. Well, it's like the butterfly. The butterfly effect. effect exactly. It, it could oh. have vast-reaching implications the world over, but would the universe would destroy not, the right, universe. No, it would change history. It would mess stuff up for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, some of us, our lives might actually be, be better. We but then know. again, if it's relegated simply to the Amish community in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, yeah, I don't they're think probably would, they fairly know. insular. Yeah, that's how does it happen on It's a Wonderful Life? He was just being shown a picture yeah. of what the world would be like had he not been born. Every, and it was awful, if you'll remember. Yeah. Potterville. Every, everyone knows. But it wasn't a black hole. No, I don't think the universe would be destroyed. It would just mess History stuff History would up. change. Yeah. But it could be... It could be better, though. It, it could be worse. <laughs> but it could be better. We for just don't us. know. For some of us, yeah. it could be better. So the answer is, we just don't know, but I wouldn't go to it. It's a roll it. of the dice. Yeah. At the very least, you won't exist. Yeah. So Okay, Matt Slater wants to know, whose voice is altered to do the little spiel editorial question of the week? Editorial question of the week? Who is that? Is it Flynn? No one's voice is altered. That's just our uh, <laughs> one of our, our interceptions. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's Flynn. That's a 48 inch tall prince. Okay, well, th- with, on that note, that'll do it for our reversal editorial question of the week. And with this week's editorial question of the week, which we'll get back to normal. Editorial question of the week. If you could produce next year's Super Bowl halftime show, Ooh. who would you have? Describe it. Oh. And, and not just well, not just a two word. I'm talking. Wow. Is there zip lines, rocket pack, laser fountain shows, animatronics, <laughs> laser shamus? It's going to be done by Disney, and it's all going to be tiki birds. <laughs> <laughs> the country bear jamboree. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and coming up at halftime, the country bear jamboree holograms. <laughs> and, and there's the halftime show isn't a halftime show if there aren't a Blue Angels. Mm-hmm. Two zip line. <laughs> two. A and two. <laughs> uh, I like it. That's good. Yeah. So write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com with your answers or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Sketch is welcome as well. Yes, oh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, the better. I mean, sketches will make it. I would, I would love for them to post a link to some sort of reenactment of a viral video on YouTube that's listener friendly. Of that they that they do that they do, but what if their answer is I want Elton John and Mariah Carey and Lil Bow Wow? They can't really reenact it's time that. Time to get creative. Smash yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Okay, there's a lot you can do with this. Yeah. So impress the, us. the best person, the absolute best person. We will think you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we should do That's a real price. This should get some. This will take some effort because mm-hmm. they've got to map out. They've got to do the schematics. They've got to. They've got to schematics. They charts and diagrams. Create a brief photo depictions. Any you know, yeah. the bigger the better. So we got to give them a real prize here. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that the that our winner we will determine a winner and that the winner will get a Valentine pack, a very special. Lovely Valentine pack. Uh, well, and that will include other products, music, books, things that we have in our office, and we will sign all of them. Yeah. Some chocolates. It's going to be very special. And probably and most of the artists will have a love for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the estimated retail value will be over a million Sentimental yes. dollars. <laughs> sentimental <laughs> dollars. No, oh, did I say real dollars? I meant sentimental. Sentimental, yes. No, I, we will at least make it worth $50. And we will make sure that there's some really good stuff in the pack. Mm-hmm. But we can't guarantee that all of it will be really good stuff. Yeah. Right. And we, we will probably ship it with a lot of uh, food items, perishable food items. <laughs> so that it may not be good by the time it gets to you, a but whole, whole it started out. Yeah, it started out really good. Well, cartons of milk are actually great padding for shipping. <laughs> so what... Well, that's what we'll surround Some mistakes. Yeah, it's mistakes. <laughs> On that note, well, we'll wrap up this week's uh, podcast. Many thanks to Louis DeFabrizio, 
uh, for stopping by and uh, performing for us. You can check out his band Gasoline Heart. Uh, they're on Mono vs. Stereo. You can check them out at gasolineheart.com. Right. Next week on the podcast, we actually have a performance by Tara Lee Cobble and an interview with Tara Lee Cobble. One of these days, we should have a performance by someone and an interview with someone totally different <laughs> about what that person just played. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll schedule that for next month. Yeah. So make sure to tune in next week for that. And on that note, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. We'll see you next week. Everything is everything. The more I talk about it, the less I do control. Everything means everything. Can't understand a word. I put the stuff and say Relevant podcast. Anytime, anywhere.